Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Pastor Says. This is the show that is designed to answer your questions about all things related to God, the Bible, and life in general. I am your host. My name is Dave Atherton, and I am the lead pastor at Aviator Church in Derby, Kansas. I'm so glad that you are giving this show a chance. If you would like to have one of your questions answered in an episode of My Pastor Says, then please send an email to Dave at aviatorchurch.com. That's Aviator Church, all one word, with the subject, My Pastor Says. I look forward to getting your questions and spending some time answering them on the show as we get going. Ordinarily, what we're going to do on this show is that we're going to take a question posed by you guys, bringing up an issue or something that you struggle with, and we're going to do about a 15 to 20 minute dive into that topic. We're going to try to answer some of the tough questions, uh, or if nothing else, we're at least going to try to further the discussion. The idea for this show actually arose from a desire uh, that is part of the vision of Aviator Church. That desire is for people to truly engage in their faith outside the walls of the church. That means that they need to be studying the Word of God, connecting with other Christians who challenge them, uh, and they need to not stop studying when it gets difficult. I think all too often that that is an area where we tend to struggle in our faith, is that we'll study something that gets a little bit difficult or challenging or hard to understand, and we just kind of stop there. And once we do that, we stop growing as well. So this is the show that when you hit that spot in your study of God's Word, that you have the opportunity to send a message in, uh, and I will do everything in my power to give you a reasonable and well-thought-out answer uh, to whatever issues you may be facing. I know that I had uh, one such time in my own life where I was uh, reading the Bible, and I remember reading something uh, that (laughs) was, honestly, it was pretty upsetting uh, and totally not something I expected to find. It was absolutely uh, not one of those verses that they ever teach you in Sunday school, that's for certain. I was uh, probably in high school, and I was reading through uh, in the in the Gospel of Luke, and I was doing it on my own, so I didn't have anybody there with me. And uh, I got to Luke chapter 14, verses uh, 25 and following, and I'm going to read this to you, and I just want you to hear this. And some of you, this might be the first time that you've ever heard this passage that sounds completely crazy in the Bible. Uh, but in verse 14, or excuse me, chapter 14 of Luke, verse 25, it says, Now great crowds had accompanied him, him being Jesus. And he turned that excuse me, and he turned to them and he said to them, verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, then he cannot be my disciple. For whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I got to be honest with you. I read that and I, I kind of did a double take. It's like, I must've misread that. It looks like it told me that I should, uh, hate my parents and my wife and my children and my brothers and my sisters. Uh, I had two brothers. That one came relatively easy. Uh, all the rest of them were uh, a little upsetting. Um, you know, I, I look at that where it says, hate your father and mother. And, and I think uh, one of the first memory verses I ever learned uh, growing up in, in sixth grade Bible drill, Exodus twenty twelve, honor your father and mother uh, that you may live land on the, or long on the land which the Lord your God has given you. And, and I look at that and I think, uh, I think Jesus didn't read the Old Testament very well or talks about hating your wife and your children. You know, as somebody who is now married, uh, I got to say, if I walked home and I, I said, hey, dear, how are you? And she's like, oh, it's been a long day with the kids. You know, we have three sons, ages six and down. And, and uh, she's like, man, it's been such a long day with the kids. And I was like, well, baby, I just want you to know something. 
I flippin' hate you, <laughs> right? Like, I don't, I don't see that going particularly well. Turns out this whole marriage thing is kind of rooted on love. And when you read uh, in Ephesians chapter five, my dad was a pastor. I grew up, and I used to run sound for all of his weddings, and so I had his whole mem- his uh, wedding skit uh, or script memorized. Then you get to Ephesians five, and he would talk about the responsibilities of the husband and the wife, and talked about how the wife was to submit to the husband uh, as unto Christ. And we'll get into that probably on another topic, I'm sure, uh, or on another episode. But um, but anyways, in that same passage, it says that the husband's job in the marriage is to love your wife like Christ loved the church. And then I look at these words of Jesus, and it says that if anyone doesn't uh, wants to come after me and doesn't hate his own father and mother or wife or children or brothers or sisters and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And I remember I was reading that as a teenager and I, and I read those words and I kind of looked up and I remember thinking, huh, I don't know what to do with this. And I remember taking my Bible and I set it on the shelf and I walked away because I didn't have any sort of resource to really explain that verse. And honestly, when you read it, it doesn't make any sense at all. It wasn't until much later that I, I kind of began to study again and, and, and had some people who poured into my life and, and discipled me along the way and kind of taught me what things meant that I, I was able to really wrestle with this again and, and kind of realize that the, the tagline there is actually, it's in verse 33. So if any one of you, uh, excuse me, therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. And so what I read as you've got to hate all of these people and and all this is really dealing more with the um, comparative nature that that essentially you should be willing to trade everything that you have in order to have Christ, in order to follow after the gospel of Christ. And, And that's one of those things that honestly, when you phrase it like that, it sounds like almost every other thing. There's the parable that, that Jesus gives us um, about the man who trips over a great big treasure in a field, and he, he sees what it is, and he sees how valuable it is, and so he goes off, and in his joy, it says, that he went and sold everything that he had so that he could uh, go and buy that field. It's that same concept of giving up everything that you have. It's the same as the story of the rich young ruler who came and said, good teacher, talking to Jesus, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? life. And Jesus walks him through and says, oh, you know, the, the commandments, don't kill people. And, and basically he gave him all of the people commandments. Don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't kill, all this. And the guy says, awesome, I'm in. <laughs> I've done it. I am heaven bound. That is awesome news. I will inherit eternal life. And it says that Jesus looked at him and he loved him. And I love that phrase. And uh, some of you who are my aviatorites will have heard this before. But uh, that phrase, he looked at him and loved him, I, I equate to me having like a, my six-year-old uh, back when he was, I think he was probably two or three. I watched him stand inside of a box. He got into a box and then he reached down and he grabbed the handles of the box and he tried to lift the box up while he was standing in it. Um, and I remember as his dad, I remember looking at him and just kind of like, you know, cocking my head to the side and like, oh, what a flippin' idiot that kid is. How adorable watching him try to do this thing that he can never possibly do. And he doesn't understand why. It says that Jesus looked at the rich young ruler. Uh, it looked, he looked at him and he loved him. He's like, oh, you just don't get it. See, it's not just about following these commandments. It's, it's also about lordship. If you really want to follow me, then here's what you need to do. Go sell everything that you have and give it away to the poor and then come follow me. 
and see what Jesus is really dealing with as a heart issue. What Jesus is teaching this man is this. It's not about uh, you uh, being able to check off a list of things that said, I did a good enough job. If you really want to be a disciple of Jesus, then what you have to do is you have to give up those things that you love the most. Now, in this, back to this passage in Luke, you look at this, again, this is something that really threw me off at one point in my faith, where he's talking about you should hate your mother and father, your wife, your, your children, your brothers, your sisters, even your own life. Obviously, this idea of hate is not about, you know, genuine hate. It's about when you look at what you have in comparison to who Christ is, that you would consider that that is the relationship with Christ being far more valuable to you, uh, that you would be willing to trade all of those things. And I got to tell you, when I read this verse now as a 36-year-old, you know, <laughs> pastor with knees that hurt uh, and, and back aches and all in all, now that I'm an adult, and I'm a dad, and I have these these three beautiful boys that I love so much. Um, when I read this, honestly, I'm a little bit convicted. Uh, as, as I look at this passage and I see, oh, no, <laughs> like, I don't know that I hate my wife and kids enough. Uh, you know, don't, don't somebody clip that and then play it uh, out on the internet there. Uh, but no, I, I don't know that, that in reality that in comparison to my love of Christ, man, I struggle with probably putting my kids and my wife in a position of idolatry, to be honest, that that I consider them as higher sometimes than I consider the Lord. And so I look at this now uh, as I've studied a lot more of the Bible. I've been to seminary. I've had teachers who have, who have walked me through um, how to study the Bible and how to study God's Word. Now I look at this passage as very different than I did when I first saw it as a high schooler. And really, that's the core of what I want this show to be about. That as you guys are walking through, I hope, oh man, I hate when people read the Bible in monotone voice and they don't actually pay attention to the words on the page. What I'm hoping is this, when you read the Bible, you're actually reading it for what it actually says. And listen, if you don't find things in the Bible that you struggle with, if you don't find things in the Bible that really cause you to, to step back and be like, whoa, hold up. It says what? I've got to do what? It says what about this? If there's not those moments where you where you really are conflicted, where you're really needing to, to struggle through something that's in the Word of God, then you will be the very first person who's ever lived that life in the history of humanity. We struggle with God. That's actually when God uh, named Jacob. Uh, he gave him a new name. He gave him the name Israel. And literally the name Israel means wrestles with God. That's kind of the whole premise of the scripture is that God gives us his word and we have to wrestle through what that means, how that impacts our life how it shapes the people who God has called us to be, um, and honestly, how it should be molding us at all times. Really, one of the things that I guess I fear for the church in general, for, for my church, Aviator, but uh, also for those of you joining us from other places, um, one of my greatest fears that I have uh, for the church in America today is that, is that we stop wrestling we stop struggling, we stop pushing, we stop growing. Um, because honestly, we live in a culture and a world that, boy, how do you look around? They need somebody. They need someone to stand up on truth and to be willing to say, there is a God who offers you a better way than what this world has to offer. So that's really uh, just as a, as a glimpse um, what I'm hoping to accomplish here with this podcast. I hope that um, even if you don't have questions, that as you listen along, 
as we go by week to week and and take a look at all of these different issues and topics at, at play, um, man, I hope that they're encouraging to you in your own study that they are. Uh, maybe maybe it's not where you're at right now, but it will be where you're at um, you know in the near future, and and you can draw back on this. What I don't want at the end of the day, ultimately, is for this to be your end all, right? I don't want you to, oh, well, he's a pastor and he said this, so man, that must be right. Listen, you should still look to poke holes in what I say. I am a fallible man. I cannot tell you the number of times I've been wrong. If you want a really decent starting point count, just reach out to my wife. I am confident uh, that somewhere, at least in the recesses of her mind, she has some running tally of all of the dumb things that I've said or that I've done. Um, I don't claim to have all of the answers. What I will promise is this. As we walk through this thing together... I will do everything in my power to make sure that I am researching, that I'm studying appropriately, that I'm giving you the best information that I have, um, and that ultimately what I hope is that that maybe it gets you over a little bit of a hurdle so that you can take that and go deeper in your own faith. My goal in the podcast is regardless of where you are in your faith, from just curious about who God is to fully committed, devoted follower, that this show will be a resource for you as you pursue God. Again, I want you to know you can submit questions at any time, day or night, to dave at aviatorchurch.com. And for those of you like me who are spelling impaired, uh, it's A-V-I-A-T-O-R-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Just put in the subject line, my pastor says... Um, so that I can search out. Uh, and starting next week, we will follow the regular format. I will introduce a topic, uh, and I will spend about 15 or 20 minutes diving into what that topic entails um, and and how uh, we probably should be looking at it or what's one way of looking at it uh, as far as dealing with answering or dealing with that topic. So again, thank you guys so much for your time. As we walk through this introductory episode, I'm looking forward to seeing where the show goes. And I will see you here again next week on My Pastor Says.